0: Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. Yes, yummy.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm Eliza Jansen. I'm
1: Noah Jansen. I'm Leanne Bartram.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Twin Picks.
1: Gosh, I love movies.
0: Before beginning the show today, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which myself, Noah, Anthony and mum are now recording, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and we pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Twin Picks, a show where we watch two films that share some kind of similarity and we discuss their similarities and differences. And this time we're doing it with the woman. The woman. Without whom we would not even exist to be talking about movies today. Our mother, our mum is on the pod. Thank (laughs) you. Or the
2: big 5 0. (laughs) Mum, how do you feel about it being our 50th episode? Because you're (laughs) our biggest fan. I,
1: I certainly listen to every episode. And if I haven't seen you recently, I will listen multiple oh. times to an episode just to hear my children's voices oh that's True. so beautiful
2: it is very <laughs> so sweet Mum. i thought we should tell the listeners because you know it's a special episode it's big fiver we made it i think we should wow. just bring up some of the like ideas that Mum has had for the podcast in the past for us mm-hmm. so Mum, no just she she should she wants to be like our manager so she oh. reckons we should put, get t-shirts
0: Mm. And like
2: sell them, sell merch <laughs>
0: into the merch game.
2: I think, sell merch. I well, think merch would be that good. I
1: think the twin, you know, the logo is gorgeous. It's great. So many Thank people you. that I've just straight away say that's amazing. And so, yeah, chuck it on a t-shirt, the love around. Or I was thinking more of those like shopping, you know, like a, a tote, a tote a bag, a tote, a tote on a tote, <laughs> a tote. A tote. <laughs> chuck it <laughs> on a
2: tote. <laughs> Our yeah, listeners are all... the kind of people who would have tote bags. And then as you'd well.
1: be at Leo's or the supermarket or whatever, and people would look and would think, yes. I
2: go what? To- and they'll be like, oh, what's that podcast? I'll go check yeah. it out. I could
1: sell that to my mates. I'm sure. My it's a great
2: mates idea. Yeah. yeah. So, mum also. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of funny mate. Uh Mum owns a law firm called Bartram Lawyers,
1: and mum has
2: said how we can. Yeah, if you need any legal work done, if you're going through a messy divorce, mum, come to mum. Mum has said this is so funny as an episode. Actually, mum has talked about how um, to start getting ads. Going, she can sponsor the (laughs) podcast so we can plug Bartram Lawyers.
1: Bartram Lawyers, more some of my clients, I thought. So you'll give clients a discount if they sponsor our podcast. (laughs) Well, no, the Law Institute will be after me over that, or the Legal Services (laughs) Commissioner. No, no, no. Nothing (laughs) like that. But I just thought, look, I do some work for some really good businesses. And I thought, why not? I've seen them do it for hair dyes and things. you know well, your favourite podcast, My Favourite Murder. No, Mom it's has not my favourite. It's my second favourite. Mum
2: has never mentioned this podcast without <laughs> talking about my... Everything about this podcast should be like, you know, when I listen to the My Favourite Murder people, like... No,
1: actually, they do you must they remember do, this is my favourite. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty great. This no, is your no, favourite, then yours. The Daily. Yeah.
2: I, like <laughs> I do like The
1: Daily.
2: You love The Daily. <laughs> Mum loves American The Daily. Life.
1: It sounds like all I do is listen to podcasts. It's good.
2: You're a cultured gal.
3: It's just
1: whilst you're, you know... Whistle while you work while I'm doing
3: housework yeah. and everything. And my favorite murder is a good yardstick. It like is. Th- like it's extremely popular. Mm. It has yeah. so many listeners. It so like if you
1: is better. Wow.
3: <laughs>
2: That's okay. what mom says yeah, all the time. That's what I, what I say. Mom brings yeah. up my favorite murder in every <laughs> conversation. She's like, you know that podcast is so be- Everyone listens to it. And I listen to it and I think my kids' podcast is much better than <laughs> that. <laughs> it's
0: the um, In our 50 episodes, is there one that you think is like the standout where it's like, oh, why didn't you do that more? Yeah, let's, ref- oh. let's actually have a bit
2: of a reflect on the last few <laughs> oh, episodes. Yeah, that's, that's very so interesting. There's so many good
1: ones. But, you know, one that I've listened to multiple times because it makes me laugh is, you know, the one um, with Lindsay Lohan. And, right.
2: Um, <laughs> one of the four we've done with Lindsay Lohan. Which one? Oh, Freaky one one Friday? Or? Freaky Friday. Right. Yeah. And Halloween. That-
1: that- that's a cute That one. was a big episode Jamie for me. Double feature. Wow, yeah. Powerful. I liked that. I liked that. But a lot of them I really like. I like the one you did the other fairly recently, the Panic Room one. I, oh, that, great. I've yeah, never seen that one. show called, is it called The Room? Because I haven't seen that movie. Room. And Room, Panic Room. Room. Panic Room. Panic Room. I'll I
2: actually say. do feel bad for you because what happens a lot, and actually you know what, it, I feel like when Eliza watches movies for the podcast, mum is there more, which is like to watch them, which is good. Because I feel bad that usually... <laughs> Uh, Mum will be like, Oh, now I really want to watch those movies. And I'll be like, Oh, well, I, I just, just watched it, it, so I don't want to watch it.
1: <laughs> I did really enjoy your debate the other day about um the Poseidon Adventure and Thank you, Towering <laughs> Inferno. Thanks, <Mom. laughs> and
0: I really do think
1: the Poseidon Adventure I is better. More. I really thought Even that. Even though you
0: think, you agree with Noah, that the song is better in Towering Inferno. Women. Oh, is that yes, that yes. one? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's Towering men- Inferno. Wait. We no. may never love like oh, this again. Yeah. That one.
2: Yeah. Or what's the one? I can never
1: remember that. There must be the morning after.
2: Which I found so annoying. The
1: music is such a big... You know, that was when I was at primary school and we just used to sing, walk around
2: Rock the, it the, out. the
1: Oval <laughs> singing those songs. <laughs> to,
2: to a lap of the Oval. Those movies adventure.
1: were pretty amazing. I love those movies. Just, and the thing that I find amazing is... They're true. What like it happens. Mm. It's real. Yeah. Poseidon <laughs> yeah.
2: Adventure, oh, the, <laughs> those, those disasters. disasters happen. Disasters yeah.
1: like that happen. Terrifying.
2: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The idea of like being in a very like suburban or like having a day that starts like any other and then being thrust yeah. into a like when
0: a movie natural shows you disaster you that, situation
2: like, is oh, terrifying. Great. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: and do you know what I also find interesting is like when I would have looked at those movies as a young child, I would have been looking at, you know, the young girl thinking, oh, that will be me. Whereas now I look at the movie and you know the cute little little Shelley Winters, yeah, <laughs> mother, <laughs> she she swims through and I think, does where sw- you're the swim be me? So I can do it. I
2: it. we would. would sacrifice you yourself would. for the young good. people. I I think you would be good and be like, no, let's fight, let's let's because yeah. you know we. How did you feel having your children talk about? Our <laughs> we would not fight to live. <laughs> To live, I actually um,
1: thought
0: that was very sad. You <laughs> never give up.
1: Never
3: yeah, give up. All right,
0: whatever. What about Gorgeous. Who of us do you think has the worst movie opinions and the most annoying voice? I was going to
2: say, <laughs> if we're at 50 episodes, we should reflect on the amount of times yeah, I've fucking we, lost. <laughs> I, lo- I lose yeah, so you're constantly. you always the contrarian. I'm always the yeah. contrarian. And it makes That's me true. be like, am I just doing this to just create cause. drama, but I think I mean what I say. I don't think yeah. that it's like you're not, I don't think that you lose
3: very often. It's just that of the people who lose, you yeah. do it I the most. I lose a lot. But it's not like every episode no, you have the unpopular no. opinion or whatever. Absolutely. I don't like that yeah.
1: though, no, because you, you should, don't be swayed by exactly. popular opinion. Mm. Thanks, you, mum. You stand up for what you believe in. <laughs> i oh agree
2: thanks mom can you guys see this is how we were raised that's why we are so confident to tell you our ideas in a podcast because <laughs> we have this wonderful woman guiding us like. i have to say i'm very like as we're, we're only in the intro and Mum's soothing tone i think suits a podcast much more than for example my what? whiny, bitch voice. Like,
0: no, whiny no. bitch voice whenever
2: i listen back i'm like that yeah. sounds like and like a parrot is running a podcast. No. And <laughs> yeah, sounds like ASMR. Everyone no. thinks it that about their own voice though. Yeah, That's probably. Right. It's That's very common. Right. I guess I just thought I'd say, like you know when we were kids and we'd be like, what would our if we had a name other than our name, what would it be? And I was like, oh, probably like Clint. Clint. Like really cool. cool. <laughs> and you were like, how about Arnold?
0: And we're like, yeah, that's right. Arnold's.
2: That is the reflection of the podcast. Stream. When I'm talking, I'm like, yeah, you know, just rugged, cool movie thoughts. And I listen back. I'm like, shut up. Oh my <laughs> God.
1: No, I love the enthusiasm. Always be Aww. passionate, Noah.
2: Thanks, mum. <laughs> <laughs> well, for your special 50th episode, mm. we're talking about two movies that are some of your favourite movies of all time, one of which is your absolute favourite movie of all time. Mm. I'm going to say what they are and then I have a question for Eliza, okay? Okay. The movies are The Big Chill, mum's favourite movie of all time, Mm -hmm. and Forrest Gump. Eliza suggested this connection because mum was like, I want to do Big Chill, Forrest Gump's also like a movie that Mama adores and and Eliza was like, well, maybe we could do it with Forrest Gump. I want you to explain
0: what the connection is
2: between these films because I can in no way, shape or form tell you other than soundtrack.
0: I feel like Mm. Forrest Gump is the ultimate boomer movie. It is like the movie where it's like glorifying the mid-century American history so much and being like, oh, wasn't the music amazing? Weren't the social movements wonderful? Blah, blah, blah. And then Big Chill is explicitly about people who grew up in that era, the 60s, and in the 80s are embodying that boomer dilemma of being Mm. sold out and like cashing back into society, like the end of that period of like turbulence and like progress and stuff. Yes.
2: You've done it for me. That was, that's true. I guess I hadn't thought about it in the like reflective element of both films and Mm. like what that is. I mean, like, Forrest yeah. Gump
0: is over a wider period of time. It's sort of like 50s to like almost 90s. Yeah.
1: But, but didn't perfect. we look
0: up Boomer though? And weren't we surprised by how yeah. much that did because, Mum, we always harass you as a Boomer, but you're not. You're actually on the cusp of I'm Gen X. I'm on the cusp. And Boomer. I'm, I'm on, the on the cusp.
2: Well, Mum, yeah. tell us a little bit about why
0: what, what's it like the big, being a film?
2: Yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. Tell us about your favorite you lab. No, the big chill. <laughs> being, tell us about the big chill being your favorite or? movie. We will talk about mm. it in a sec. Which is why is this one where sure, it stood out to you?
1: Sure. So I think it does have a little bit to do with when I saw it. So I think it's from about nineteen eighty three. So mm. even though it's about college 83? students, I, as opposed to school, I finished um, secondary school in nineteen eighty two, and I actually went to the movie with my then boyfriend. He's my well. father. Oh, <laughs> okay. We, oh, that. I want to know who it is. I'm like and vomiting. I'm like so disgusted oh, and scandalized. Like, oh, you would be Could you? How would, be, how would it be? How would it be if it was the year after school and it was the person? that oh. was your father? Anyway, um, and I think what it did. Number one, amazing soundtrack and. Yeah. You know, it was probably almost a bit of a new thing then to be looking back at music a little bit. So it was actually music that, you know, was almost not new to me, but perhaps more music that I had even heard my or my sisters who are older, but my parents playing. Mm. So the music is a huge part of it. But the bigger part of it was this idea, you know, when you're in year 12 at school and, you know, without putting it out there, I. Year twelve was a pretty good outcome for me.
0: <laughs> she and did pretty so, bloody well. I got an so an entire, blah, blah, blah. Year
1: twelve, and Ducks. then you're going out. No, right, but going out into the world, matters. and then you're thinking, up. "This is it. I'm at the pinnacle. You know, I've done it, and it's all fantastic." And I just started at uni, and I was thinking that was all great. And then you go to this movie, and it really gets you thinking. Wait a minute, life's actually potentially going to go backwards a bit. And not mm. just myself but all these gorgeous friends I have who I think are so great. Look at what's going to happen and the disconnect. Mm. And so it was a movie that made me think a lot after I left, particularly because I love that it's not like it seals it all up with a bow. Like there are still a lot of people that are going, what's happened with my life? Like Like... Yeah. Um, and it was the first time, maybe I was naive, but it was the first time that it really struck me that life will have its real ups and downs. Yeah. And I, th- I like the movie for that, though. Like especially I love the kitchen scene where even though they've got all this crap going on, a little bit of tension between them, but also, you know, oh, it's like so fun, looking yeah. at some of them look at some of their friends going, you have become not a very nice person and, like, you're a bit of a loser and all those things. But yet they still can get into the kitchen and... Probably one of my well, have movie, this beautiful yeah. sort of connection Human between moment, them, yeah. and it's like they're picking right back up. Which is up. also yeah. what happens in life yeah. with friends and family and everything. That's and it. it often is to do with food and preparing food, yeah. being, that community, that, being in a being in a kitchen together space, yeah. with the warmth of an oven and all being together and everything. Is that it, uh, yeah.
2: I agree completely. Let's mm. let's crack into it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the big chill. So The Big Chill is a 1983 kind of drama film um, directed and written by Lawrence Kasdan, which is quite an interesting one for Lawrence Kasdan, like Star Wars essentially wrote Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, randomly made this. Um, And the plot focuses on like a group of boomers who all went to university together and they're reuniting 15 years later around tragedy their friend Alex has committed suicide and um they're coming back for the funeral and then decide to stay together for the weekend the tagline for this film is random and I feel like it doesn't really encapsulate the film very well it's I, I just it's right in front of my face so I feel like I have to say it it's how much love sex fun and friendship can a person take
0: but they say that in the movie do they? Yeah, where they're like, at all. oh, the old days, like they couldn't last forever. You know, how much a, fun could well, one get oh, yeah. It is them sort of remembering In the good times
2: world, or the best times. Yeah. You need your friends to keep you warm. Mm-hmm. And as Mum described, um, what moved me so deeply with this film, and it's the biggest comparison to what the experience, I think it's like the primary difference between the experience of watching this and watching Forrest Gump, is mm-hmm. watching The Big Chill is such an emotionally active experience that like whenever I revisit this film, I will think like you can't watch this film exclusive from reflecting on your own life. Mm -hmm. Like everything is in comparison to your own life. It's almost like confronting. Like I was thinking about my friendship group, the entire movie and just being like, yeah, what is it to be like 20 years down the track, 15 years down the track? And as mum said, like, who sold out their beliefs. Like yeah. who, and like just the interesting interesting thing of like we all have friends who have some character traits that we're like, if you don't work on that, it's going to nip you in the bud. Like mm. if you let that thing fester, that's going to nip you. And then like what, what is it to 20 years later be like that thing that you, that trait of yours that used to su- like serve you quite well. I
0: can see now. I can, I it's like, like that it.
2: has not aged well. Like you need to grow up and just all those moments of, this film are like, and it, it's made it such an active viewing experience where I was like genuinely confronted at times about being like, yeah, the future holds tough choices for all of us. Mm. Like, life is just the choices and the stability within them that you find. Yeah. Did you equally find it a very reflective experience, Liz?
0: Yeah. And it feels like it takes one character's death, like Alex's suicide, to make them even begin that reflection. Like, mm you don't see any of them, you only see them in like these silent little tableaus at the start of the film. And like, you don't really know that much more about their lives before that, like apart from them, like recollecting it, like all you need to know is seeing them how they are and seeing they're sort of unsatisfied. Like one of them's kind of a drug pusher now. One is like this lonely career woman. And while they're together, you hear them saying stuff like when Glenn Close is talking about business or something boring and says like, I can't believe, like, I can't believe that I'm saying this, like hearing myself for the first time really, it's like it did take this huge tragedy or seeing that one of their mm. friends can't handle that passage of time to make them even step back and be like, oh, shit, yeah, it has been 20 years. Yeah. Like it's mm. very keenly felt. Mm.
2: Absolutely. Like it, I don't know, I just like being confronted by nostalgia is a very like
0: mm. present
2: active viewing experience. To be like, shit, imagine if I'm left feeling this way, like – or, Like, what parts of this resonate with me more than other parts? You know, we had a good chat on our walk today, mum, about the different characters that we resonate most with. Uh, who were some of the people that stuck out for you, or like some you of the moments that stuck out for you?
1: I hated him, yeah. I, I did, <laughs> Michael. Every time I've seen it, I've looked at it before and tried to make myself like him because I actually really love the actor, <laughs> yeah. but um. Yeah, he's just there's nothing appealing about him. And even the way they speak about him, I think, was he even appealing when they were at college with him? Because it doesn't <laughs> seem to path? me. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the other characters that you sort of look at now and think, Oh, you're a bit sad. So William Hurt's character and mm-hmm. also the one that um is the um you know, the one that's the T V star. Yeah. They sort of really pushed this idea that they were like the glamour boys. And now they're a bit sad. And having now experienced quite a few school reunions, can I tell you that Whoa. that is almost what happens. It's
0: always the jocks and the bullies. It's that are sort like, of
1: the, Fuck. and the girls that were, you know, the mean girls that all the boys went for and everything, they're <laughs> often the ones you look at now and think, mm, looking a bit sad there. Whereas <laughs> a couple of girls. Loving why didn't you went to someone and, and said that? a, like, bit, sad now. a bit sad Whereas a couple of the girls who really um, were perhaps, almost bullied at school. I loved it when Don't I went to school reunions. School. <laughs> that one in particular, I'm not going to say her name because I think <laughs> she listens, but at the school reunion she walked in and I was like, yes, I knew you were gorgeous and I knew you were clever and it was just that you were probably in you know, a little bit quiet and a little bit shy. Well, it was just so but
2: interesting that like the things, we had this whole chat so over, accomplished like, now. The things at yeah. school that or like when you're young that seem cool are like when you're older, so hilariously uncool. Mm. Like, the nature of being, like, I live my life to be perceived as cool Mm. is very lame, but, like, just being independent and being like well this is what I do things that I want to do and I I just live the way that I want to live mm. is
0: it's like that's the dream to just do what awesome. you want. Just do <laughs> yeah. what you want
2: and that's like, the, like that's exactly why that flip happens because people that when they're young base themselves around being liked by other people mm. and being perceived in this way mm. then when they're older it's like well what who are you then? Like mm. what do you
1: have? I think so I thought that message was through the film yeah. didn't you? Because didn't you think there was a bit of a suggestion that like William Hurt the 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 dead friend. Yeah, and the people
0: who really embodied the they era were like they grew the up in, being like the 60s, like mm. radical, doing what you want, like mm. living really loud or whatever, they suffered for it and like yeah. can't exist in the yeah. ambition-driven yeah. 80s.
1: But I also yeah. remember when I went to that movie thinking, why haven't my parents told me this? Why haven't my parents <sighs> sort of set me up for this? Almost saying to you, you know, it is true what people say, like school are uh, your glory, good days, and there will be times no, as you I age that. that you look back at school and think, "Oh, there were some things about that I long for again."
0: Absolutely.
1: And, but yet I didn't do that with any of you. And in fact, I think you've almost all sort of said that to me. Hey, we were almost hey, ma, sheltered. Where well, did you tell <laughs> something me? Like <laughs> something like that. Something like that, You know that. What, but I don't think you do that to your children because you sort of almost think. Let them be naive for as long as possible. Let them it, have truly, the joy of thinking that it's I think it's one of the powerful things
2: of a movie like this, where, like, it makes you confront what your regard for ageing is. Like, the thing I thought about so much during the movie was just the concept of choice and about being like, okay, who are the people in this community of friends who have adjusted to what life is, to being mm. like you get dealt cards and mm. things happen and how do you move with them? Who are the people who... 'Cause like the very important polarity in the movie is the guy who's a celebrity, who's mm-hmm. famous. And he's just that idea of being like, Yes, even if you achieve the ultimate biggest dream you could possibly have. Or what
1: people think is or what, it, you still still, won't be
0: fulfilled. It's still he's you. Miserable. You'll still
2: get the job. You yep. you you will follow yourself wherever you go. So mm. you have to become content with the choices you are making. Mm. So like even though it's a complicated relationship and there has been infidelity, I find Kevin Klein and yeah. Glenn Close so interesting mm. because they're the only they really characters. They own their decisions. They own their decisions. Like they have found this is the life they've created together, and they. Even
0: you know, if he the is gorgeous, a sellout, he's like happy exactly. with it and He's like, "Yep, I run like a massive. This is what company. I do, yeah. and like yeah.
2: we have, we're sticking together. It's, it and, feeds my
0: family. Like I have mm. to do that. And like, but I don't I you adore, think in the movie
1: it's just the time at which we're seeing them though? Because pretty, clearly five years ago she was having an affair with, on, oh with yes. his yes. best friend. Yes. Yeah. So clearly it's the time in their life. And I think that's what I love about this movie is that it shows the up and down of life. Totally. You know, the good, Absolutely. the bad. Sometimes life's good. Sometimes you, you don't like the decisions you've made or you don't like yourself. Mm. Um, and I think that is about a bit the getting of wisdom as we mm. go through the road of life, realising that, you know, there are times when, you're low and when you don't like yourself and your decisions Mm. and where you're at and other times when it's good. And and what it
2: is to see your people who know, who see you very Mm. truly. This movie made me reflect, to get a bit real on the podcast, about how we talk about how Grandpa made everyone be the best version of themselves because everyone, he wanted everyone, Mm. everyone wanted him to be proud of them like you Mm. wanted grandpa to be proud of you and Mm. be like oh because I know what you can be Mm. and one of my favorite bits in this movie is you know Mm. when Glenn Close is like I just feel like I was the best version of me when I was with Mm. you people Mm. and that's what this weekend is it's all Mm. these people
0: returning to themselves returning
2: and being confronted by being like oh wow I've strayed like we were Mm. talking today on our walk mom I said like Mm. the the William Hurt character the idea being like as you said like the real hippie one who at that time when they were younger what was a pretty cool like reckless image if you don't move out of that or like grow from that now 15 years later what is it to have your friend who sees you and knows your potential Mm. and how you're wasting it to look you in the eyes and be like what happened to you what have you done where where did you go like that's so sad like I think about when Mm. I've been making bad choices in life and being like if I just kept on making them and if in 15 years time I caught up with old friends and they were like Dude, where did you go? Where are you? I don't even Mm. see the guy you were. Like that would be so Mm -hmm. confronting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. you, he's the the character that went to Vietnam. Yes, that's true. There's a lot of connection. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Something
0: you pointed out that I found really interesting, Mum, was the interior design of the big holiday house that they're all staying in where you said... Oh, God, it's also cluttered. They all have, like, little knickknacks everywhere. Yeah. That's
1: so 80s. So 80s. I think so it is 80s. true, the thing
0: of, like, as you get older, these characters are in their 30s or 40s and it's, like, now they've hoarded things and they have that 80s thing of greed is good, <laughs> like, yeah. just yeah. too much little fussy shit everywhere.
1: Yeah, especially given that it's their holiday house. It's not even their main home. Yeah. And it is just like got pans and pots and the kitchen's crammed <laughs> and there's ornaments everywhere. Mm. Very 80s though. Nice. Very that, no minimalist at all. Yeah. And but that was their holiday house. And that's how crammed <laughs> it was. And like you're saying, it's that greed thing. And also that message I'm I was saying to Eliza, this idea that in the first 40 years of your life, you think you have to accumulate things, although I think your generation. A lot of people in your generation are on to that and saying that won't make me happy. Yeah. But a lot of my clients in estate things mm. say the first 40 years yeah. you're accumulating it and the second 40 years you're trying to get rid of it because you know that when you die your children are just going to dump it all. So you <laughs> might as well try <laughs> to get
0: rid of it. Jeez. Yeah, that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I am glad you pointed out the um kitchen scene as well because I, I agree yeah. that I was like where... Um, you know that they, they start having a little boogie after dinner, oh, and Glen Close whips white the
0: boogie.
2: very white. We uh, like Glenn Close whips the, the whips the foil out of the yeah. <laughs> out of the roll, and I'm just like, oh, "What a human! Like that is so true. <laughs> like I feel the energy of this mm. space of this the, night." You the know? other thing
1: we haven't talked about much and that probably is reflective of where you guys are in life, is um, the the very first scene, you know, the whole funeral scene and everything. I also find that really great Mm. how when they say, you know, now, you know, his long term friend Karen is going to come and play his favourite song. song. Oh, that's so She's on this sweet.
0: Organ. An organ version of You and Can't Always Get What yeah.
2: You Want. And yeah. each one of them individually has a little smile it's having a little their smirk. Breath.
1: Because for all of this and with your friendship groups, and I'm sure you all feel this already, but certainly as you age, you feel it more and more. Like, dad and I are still friends with people that like I went to boarding school with and things. And when you see those people, you might not, sometimes we don't see them for like 18 months. And then when you see them, it does hark back. You, There's something about it that you, it's like you saw them yesterday. Mm. And that is a special thing that you get from Hopefully good friendships. Hopefully not at the funeral. But
0: <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, guess that probably. would
1: happen more and more.
0: Yeah. Before mm. we move on to talking about Forrest Gump, mm. one of the, like, most memorable, like, climactic bits in this movie is when everyone in the house is, like, pairing up and having some nice sex and, um. Kevin Klein and Glenn Close make the decision that even though they're a couple, he will be chosen to have sex with Mary Kay Place's character Meg. so that she can have a baby. Yeah, Meg. And on watching this, mom, mm. you and I were both like, this is romantic. Like, this is a really nice moment, especially because mm. it's soundtracked to Aretha Franklin. You make me feel like a natural woman. But yeah. how do you feel about this scene? Which is like, it's definitely a weird situation, <laughs> kind of troubling, but like, Noah, did you find this a bit romantic?
2: I kind of adore this thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I adore. I think it's very, you know, flagged through the whole movie. It, like, I think she's one of the characters where you're like, you understand life. You understand For life sure. is about choices mm. and moving with things. Which is and very part of 80s, which,
0: being like a career woman and being like, I can have it all. And then and being like, oh, shit, I can't have it all. I, I, I just need to have to a I to say one of
2: the hardest, the saddest parts of it almost being, you're like, it almost feels like you know yourself worth too much because... Mm. You focused on your career and then in the relationships you we were probably having weren't having the element that a lot of women we obviously know are pressured into of settling for some dude.
0: Just so you can have a family. Just so you can
2: have a family. She didn't want to do that. She was a career woman and she was only going to be with people. You know, she talks about how she's like, I've been dating for like 20 years. Like I mm. I want a kid. And she says the whole movie, she's like, these are the best men I know. Mm. These are the most gorgeous men I know and I feel safe with these men. And there's mm. a really interesting Sentiment that you know, um, bloody Goldbloom's offering himself (laughs) up, and she's like, like, nope. "Nope." And there's it's like the most friendly, like mutually Mm. respectful romantic, really
0: platonic, but really loving, exactly. Mm. Because you know
2: how, like, when even like when she comes in, it's so sweet how Kevin Klein is immediately not regarding her for like the sexual prospect, but for the Mm. prospect of like. I'm so proud of you that you want to have a baby. Like yeah. that's what he's meeting her at. He's meeting her at like, oh, you want to be a mum, mm. which is beautiful. Like it is absolutely gorgeous. I think it's like the biggest testament of, of friendship in the film. Mm. Like I, I, I thought as an idea, even just like as a piece of writing, I was like, whoa, that's huge. Mm. I really loved it. It yeah. is pretty
0: radical though. Like, mum, we were talking about how it's like, even though they came up in the sixties and don't have all those values still, it's sort of proof that like the free love aspect of like the hippie movement, they still sort of believe still that like, in them. Yeah. That sex doesn't have to be a big deal. And it's mm. like, they, even though they've abandoned a lot of their other values, they still love the music and they're still willing to like employ free love when they have to.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What did you think about it on rewatching it? Like when you saw it out of school, did it shock you? And has it changed how you saw it now?
1: Did it shock me? I remember even back then thinking, I don't think you have to do that. You could just do like the turkey-based <laughs> thing. Well, it's also sure. that it's like
2: it also is true that it's like <laughs> they're really assuming she's going to get pregnant the first time. Is yeah, it, right? <laughs> like,
1: doesn't she comment that she knows she's fertile at the time? I think I think earlier on she says it's the right time. She says it's the so right so time,
2: even but then.
0: Like they're and they're
1: pretty pretty
2: there's some sure. sort of exchange where she, where <laughs> Glenn Close says. You're also expecting you're gonna get Well happened the first time she does. She does say that. I
1: actually think it's a big thing for Glenn close because she's had this affair. And And also but it's a big thing because it would cause complication. Because imagine then in the future her children, Glenn Close's children are going to be half siblings with that child, like as if it's mm. not going to complicate her life if it all happens. Possibly. So she does incredibly... stress that it's not,
2: like there's no responsibility on him. But
1: it's an incredible, yeah, yeah, but I would feel an honest to you're tell my children slowly, But like, He's your you have oh. a half sibling. Mm. And so I actually saw it as a real token of love between two sisters, oh. you know, like a woman saying I'm my so... Man.
0: Yeah, yeah, that I
1: That's would do that That's what I, mean. I think, part, again,
2: part of the thing of being, like, when going close, is like, I really love you, is being, like, you're such a good man. Oh, and also when the actor... Guy when he rejects her And it's so sweet And she's like You're such a good guy Like mm. you're just a good guy And I he's just...
0: like I'm not gonna do it And she's like I'm not still convincing you yet. Oh it's
2: so funny yeah, it's oh, That bit's also referred. And you know When he's like want a fuck At the end of the scene So <laughs> yeah. funny uh, I lo- This is my first time Watching this film I adored it
1: It is a great movie Good pick Yeah, yeah. I love but it But it's a I better it. I still love it When I when I watched it again I still really love that
2: movie Oh gosh. Right. Time to talk mm. about Eliza's favourite film Of all time <laughs> Forrest
0: Gump <laughs> Who?
2: So this is Forrest Gump. You all know what Forrest Gump is. Come on. It's a 1994 drama film directed by Robert Zemeckis uh, starring Mr. Tom Hanks. Came out in 1994, which is a big, big year yeah. for movies. So up against Best Picture for this, it was up against Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, oh, Quiz Show, so and Damn. Four Weddings and a Funeral. That's They're just the Oscars. Good. Wow. That is cooked and it beat those films which is wild yeah, um okay so i am just gonna preface this i'm actually interested to see eliza how how you respond to this one right okay so there are a lot of films when you're getting into movies that like people have curmudgeonly opinions about mm-hmm. that are like There are movies that it's not cool to like, which is inherently stupid. You should just enjoy the movies you enjoy. And also I think it means that sometimes because things are maybe over-regarded or over-heralded as, Mm -hmm. like, incredible, we act like they're trash, whereas actually it's just like, yeah, maybe it's a bit, like, overrated. But But that's the response
0: to it. It's not the film itself. Exactly.
2: The the film itself is obviously still great. So I went into this film really truly trying to be like, I'm going to meet Forrest Gump at its terms. I don't want to be that film bro. I want to enjoy Forrest Gump. And I kind of walked away with the opinion I had going in, which is, this film 100% achieves what it's trying to yeah. do. It's so clearly, it's clearly so beloved. what it, it wants made to It so be. much money. People adore it. Won it.
0: Best Picture.
2: I, the thing about it that I do not love, that's completely polar opposite to what The Big Chill is, is to me Forrest Gump does not encourage you to have any kind of experience with it other than just like empathising with the characters and thinking they're great. And like, being
0: like, oh. How about that? <laughs> exactly. Big
2: Chill is like a reflective experience. As I said, it left me quite sad, even though it had a happy-ish ending in being like, God, the passage of time is terrifying. Whereas this yeah. film, it's my biggest criticism of it, again, even though, again, it is what it is, is that it's on a track from the top. Nothing deters it. No one really is making any decisions or choices. It's just this dude and the only kind of thing I feel like it really has to say is a discussion on like fate and Mm. about being like uh you know like do we do we create our own destiny or are we like all kind of I don't know destined to Mm. to kind of go to the places we go and affect the things we affect I guess like which feels kind of simple to me
3: the idea with those sorts of you were saying like there are movies and like pieces of culture just generally that are not cool to like and that yeah. sort of stuff. I guess sort of the idea behind that, which I think sort of ties into your like mm. critique there, is that it's – I think the assumption is it's not cool to like it because it's so popular and the reason it's so popular is because it's so universal. It's It's so because it's about everything. It yeah. must be on some level like a lowest common denominator mm. sort of situation right. where it's like – how deeply can you connect with something if it connects to everyone yeah. so much? Like how can, how much can it actually reflect your life
2: if it somehow reflects everyone else's life? Yeah, like, that's a great. Point. In that way, Mum, mm-hmm. on our walk, you were pointing out, being like, "Yes, but it fits in so many." It talks about yeah, everything, what you and love I'm like, isn't that exactly what it does badly? That it doesn't actually it's kind of is offensive to all the things it brings up because it doesn't mm. respect any it of just them enough. It
0: skims over them in a really super superficial
1: way. I guess that—that's the thing, Eliza and I. Like, we—we we were talking, and I was saying, you know, it covers the presidencies of. Kennedy, Johnson, the Vietnam War, rock music, disco music, Watergate, bullying, sexual harassment, yeah, women's So rights, does it. encyclopedia violence against oh. women. You oh. love reading those. <laughs> Drug culture, Black rights, the Panthers, oh, rednecks, the Black <laughs> Panthers.
2: One is all of that. The worst. That's trash. the most The Black spirit. Panther one, that one is isn't like...
1: even all of it. Yeah. That's just the ones I could bullying. think of off the top of my head. It's... And whilst I agree with you that it's all like slammed in there, when I went to see that movie with Dad. I'm a little bit like you're saying. Look, I know it's not cool to say that you like Forrest
2: no, Gump. I am saying on the uh, podcast we shouldn't be doing. When th- I went to a, see that yeah.
1: movie with Dad, we were wowed. We were like. Oh, my goodness, I have never seen a movie like that that just blasts you with covering all of this, you know, like from Elvis to sexual abuse to all thrown in there. And, of course, again, it has a great soundtrack and some great like Mm. Sally Field and beautiful Robin Wright. and And Garrison Easy's greatness as well. Some amazing actors and, you know, so that sort of captures you. But I actually was amazed that when I looked at it more recently... With Eliza, a rewatch actually affected me more because I looked at it and thought. This was when my favourite viewing of the movie. In 1994, is that? 94 or 95? I remember looking and thinking, gee, America, look at all that horrible stuff that's gone on. Good thinking that at least now we're moving away from that and we're oh. all educated and things are getting better. Whereas I looked at it and thought, things haven't got better, they're worse. And, like, the whole redneck culture and everything and just the whole black rights situation, I just want to think it's worse than it used to be. Mm. What you've also got to remember, I was saying to Eliza, is that you view the world very differently to even back then the way we did, everything wasn't as instant about what was happening overseas and everything. Mm. So, like, you're living every day really... It's the whole world, whereas it wasn't like that for us. Like you, you were living in Australia, and then you would see bits and pieces of news of what was happening in America. So I guess the nature of because what you're
2: describing is quite an experience of being like seeing the film as quite like a political relic, or like a. But by relic, I mean like it's a film discussing America, and I think it randomly is positioning this character inside that when it doesn't really care about that, like. The ones, the times when I do find the idea of, like, him being a part of moments of history that he doesn't even realise, some of them I'm like, that was funny, endearing, cleverly written and, like, Mm. very cheeky. I adore the Elvis one. I think that's so funny. I'm like, oh, what a silly little thing, right? And then some of them I'm like, the writing of that straight up is out of, like, a cartoon. Like, that. Where
0: he hands a book to, like, the first black student to be integrated into, like, the college system, it's like, what?
2: The John <laughs> Lennon one is laughable. the John Lennon one is like
0: But I feel like there's a point so at which the movie silly. begins to parody itself. The John Lennon one is like fully a joke. The bit where he wipes his face, face on a shirt and it's and like it creates it's the smiley, smiley face. face. I
1: thought that, that was all pretty much meant to be a joke.
0: Well, I think there's a difference between it being like whimsical and played for laughs, and at some point shitting directly down the audience's neck and being like, <laughs> lol, you think it's like beautiful that he accidentally spoke at like an anti-war thing, look at like the depths which we will sink to, to being like he throws off like a bumper sticker and that's treated with the same significance as like the Black Panther movement or like the treatment of vets in like post-Vietnam America. Like I think the attitude of this movie is to me the whole boomer (laughs) experience of looking back at the social and cultural fabric that you benefited from so much and thinking, huh, how neat. Or like it's all one fabric, it's all one thing. But is it? So let's how keep neat?
1: I thought what I thought the message was: look at all of this that's occurred. And then this man is simple. He has not lived his life like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the idea that life is a box of chocolates. So some <laughs> things he encountered were good, some of them were really bad. But mm-hmm. even though he didn't have high intellect, really, who would we rather be? Isn't he in a way? Wouldn't in a lot of ways? Wouldn't you rather be him? Like he experienced some terrible things, but he experienced love. His whole life was focused on trying to be with the love of his life, and it reminds me a little bit of friends I have. You know, if they have well, a few of my clients and friends who have disabled children or children that have issues, will say they are the joy of my life like the way they live their life is so much better than the way we live it being driven and all these things that you encounter wasn't it almost that he was almost oblivious
0: wasn't that the sort the sort of isn't that the message i know it's part of the movie and part of like it's humor and also drama being like he is like the worst narrator possible or the worst character possible for this story because he's so unaware and like can't put things into context like that's the whole point of it. But, isn't but that I think the it's joy a real cop out. No, being like, you know, and having him, having Jenny as a foil to him. She's someone who at the start of the movie says, I want to be famous, I want to make history, which is the opposite of what he does. He does not cause anything he's just there and incidentally does the kind of things that she would kill to do and for having that ambition she is dragged through the fucking mud <laughs> like her life is miserable and like oh, Mecca's yeah. will only cut back to her life to show the terrible decisions she's making and how much mm-hmm. of a victim she is when it's like history isn't made by like sweet childlike innocent people who are you know almost this Christian ideal of being so, like, innocent and naive that good things just tend to happen to you in a messianic fashion rather than having an opinion and taking action and doing things in the world.
3: It's made by, like, history is made by like, people making really difficult decisions and, like, lots of sacrifice mm. and that sort of stuff and, um, yeah, like, choosing to put themselves below, like, the contexts that they're a part of and like choosing mm. to give themselves to like a movement or something like that where as op- as opposed to just like giving yourself to a movement with like absolutely no cost to yourself like it just mm. being this like coincidental silly sort like of thing. Like how
0: Noah was saying it doesn't have any bearing or the story doesn't like have ups and downs. It I was just gonna say for, for
2: me like I feel like it's it's I really just feel it from a like empathy lens of being like I don't necessarily enjoy watching things where people aren't making choices that determine what's going to happen or, like, there's, like, Which no... Which is intrinsic
0: to the movie. There's
2: no dramatic that tension it's all coincidental to this movie. I fate. Yeah, literally. Like, your movie is determined around the idea that, like, everything is to a degree going to happen for a reason and go this character's way. And, like, a great film leaves you at the end being like, oh, it always had to end that way. And I spent the movie hoping it wouldn't or like trying to make it not get there. That's a really good movie. This movie has the exact opposite thing where the whole time you're like, I'm waiting for you to surprise me or I'm waiting for you to make a choice that counters something you've set up at the start and it doesn't. So you're Mm just like, oh, you're just always gonna, it's always just gonna work out for you. For me, the things, parts about this movie that I was like, well, that is so beautiful and fun to watch. Again, I had a best viewing I'd ever had with it by accepting it at its terms and what it is, mm. I found obviously very problematic that this character is just neurodivergent in a way that isn't expressed or explained and then it's played by Tom Hanks. I but think they
0: leave it at just saying he has an IQ of 75. And you're like, oh, he's dumb. Unintelligent. Like that's all you meant uh, to dumb, know.
2: Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Tom Hanks is like a treasure, like literally so beautiful in this film. Like yeah. I found it's very, very easy to empathise with this man. Like
0: Yeah, anything you really about do him, want the best for him. And like whatever mm. he does is so funny.
2: A- anything about him and little Haley Joel Osment, I'm ah! like that is beautiful. And the film for once saying a thing about like the ultimate legacy of this man being that like he's fulfilling the role that his mother did for him that Mm -hmm. like he's that sentiment to me was something where i'm like oh that is not a thing from the get-go that i saw happening necessarily i there's an i kind of enjoy the beat of him going like he's essentially just stumbled from one thing to another. And the idea being like, you know, when he stumbles, he always ends up in the most like, incredible situation he could possibly be in. <laughs> and I love the sentiment that like when, you know, Bubba Gump Shrimp has is now like a million dollar industry and he's like, oh, okay, I guess I can go home now. And he just goes home and you realise like, most oh, yeah, this is free. the first time his life has stopped. Like he can live for free, exactly. Mm. And then the movie's so quiet for a bit and then he's like, And then I started running and I had to, and he goes in this big run and you're like, even though a lot of dumb stuff happens on the run, I'm like, oh, I kind of, I quite like the idea that this dude has like stumbled from thing to thing to thing that now he's like, what's my life going to be? So he makes the choice to do that. That, And then he just
0: happens to have a son.
2: He does. Indeed. (laughs) Without his
0: particular consent or input or choice. (laughs) About it. Mom something yeah. that it's oh, that, not true that he didn't consent. Yeah, he was like into it and stuff, but it wasn't he yeah. wasn't like, I think I should have a kid. Like no. it just sort of fell into no. his lap at the right time, like everything, which is part of it. Mum, like mm. early on in the movie, um, he talks about his mum and congratulates her by saying, Mom always had a way of explaining things so as I could understand them. Mm. And I think that really comes through in like the way The plot is told to us. It's explained to us so much. (laughs) But you really enjoyed that and said like while we are watching it, there were bits where, you know, he would explain what had just happened on screen and I would like scoff. And you said, I actually really like that. I quite like that.
1: I guess I I also said to you and you said, no, that's not true, but... I remember Dad and I going to this movie, and our friends all talking about it. You know, it was a big thing, huge movie, think movie. That we'd movie. ever seen movie a movie quite like it. And Eliza said, "No, that's not true. There are movies that are like it." But everyone that you, what are some movies raise, you are oh, like no, it? I don't
0: agree. I guess I think of like Frank Frank Capra movies. Oh
1: yeah, where it'll be totally. like about someone's
0: whole life, and it'll be like a big sentimental journey. Mm. But It is pretty unique to Forrest Gump, like just how much nonsensical. Even doing a trip in the attic, I was just trying to think: like,
2: is there a movie that has this idea of like a person being in all these historical events? Mm. Not that specifically, not like but that, like the, yeah.
3: the, the like summing up of a life type thing. Yeah, I absolutely. think is not uncommon. It's, yeah, not uncommon. Yeah. There's a lot of Benjamin Frank Button. Barbara, kind of. Button is like yeah. a classic oh. thing, and that that's written by a screenwriter. Me. Yeah. Wow, wow. Boy as well. Like it's not that. a whole oh, life, boy. but it's similar oh, sort of approach. Oh, that's a great movie. But
2: yeah,
1: there's also, also like boy, this tradition of movies. After I get them confused. Boy is the Titanic
2: one, and then Boyhood is the Richard Linklater one that was across the. I mean, Boyhood. Oh, that
1: one's amazing. Yeah. Is that Boyhood? Yeah. That's an amazing
2: movie one that yeah. was filmed in real time.
3: Yeah, yeah, that age, yeah. yeah.
1: But I guess what I think, or Eliza and I, where we said oh, we don't, you know, didn't agree with each mm-hmm. other, I sort of said. I'm kind of in
2: between. Looking on at
1: the movie um, when I went to it, it was just an enjoyable experience. What I, on the rewatch now, as I said before, it's more that when I looked at it I was saying, oh, look at all this crap that's gone on in America. Thank goodness they're now going to get onto the right road, whereas clearly they happened. Mm. But the other thing is I saw Everything that happened really is just a comedy, as a joke, just to make you laugh. All of the mm. events that occurred, you know, the coincidence. But I did think it had a serious message of sort of saying, mm, do we not look and think, in a way, it's better to be, if you like, simple, not to look for too much from life, just to accept the chocolate that you pull out and the <laughs> one that you have, and whether it's like, because some of the things he encountered were incredibly sad and incredibly traumatic. But he sort of just accepted it because, sort of, what his mum had told him, and he wasn't overthinking anything. And in part, I thought it sort of had a serious message like that saying, Do we overthink life too much and want life to be sophisticated and to, you know, not just like he was saying, Oh, I just want to go home to my simple life in, well, mind you, the beautiful plantation home with the beautiful grounds and everything. But, you know, as you know, in, like,
3: what? do we sort of fabricate mm-hmm. meaning maybe where it mm-hmm. isn't? There or just, like we we want it up. to
2: there to be more of it than there might otherwise be or something. I, I also thought one of the interesting things I, I kind of felt like I picked up on this time more that was quite an interesting idea is like all the people like he is seen as a problem or a nuisance unless you were a person who is positioned in society as looked down on as well. Like his best friend is black oh. and Clearly neuro di- neurodivergent as as well in some Isn't sort of way, gorgeous. and oh, he's, he's so gorgeous. Can't
1: stop talking about the different sorts <laughs> of shrimp. Oh.
2: And then EC looks down on him, or you know, just considers him one of his his soldiers underneath him, until he is a vet after you know, mm. a you know, legless vet after mm. Vietnam, who like being looked down on, mm. not having fulfilled his fate, you know, mm. and just like I found it interesting that every character he interacts with that kind of takes the time to engage with him is.
0: Even the people at the bus stop. Like yeah. some of them are more dismissive of him than others. Yeah, but you can just think about like old people him. hearing yeah. stories yeah. and being
2: like, oh, my, god, like uh, one of the more interesting ideas of the movie being like you stop at the bus stop and if you actually stop to listen, you might hear the best story mm-hmm. you've ever been told mm-hmm. in your entire life. And I think also mm-hmm. it's. And it's just because you were there. It's like, sap- yeah. like the
0: novel, it's that this is from is like straight up satire like it's a lot less sentimental than the film and i think the one of the big ways satire comes through in the movie is how seemingly every 10 minutes the forest does something that's internationally a big deal and he goes <laughs> on a talk show to talk about it and then he does it again like 10 minutes later and no one ever keeps track of it. And it's like, that's that fucking guy that was playing ping pong for America. That's the guy who was on TV with John Lennon. Like okay, people forget about The John about Lennon one is straight you up like it's Cartoon Network.
2: It's like, it's literally <laughs> when he's it. like, uh, no war, no religion. And John Lennon's like, well, it's easy. You mean you a world with no, yeah. Possessions? Yeah. Oh, no possessions? No possessions? <laughs> does it
1: all just seem to be... Well,
0: let, let's, let's compare the picks.
2: I'll tell you... Exactly how I feel about that exact sentence. Want
0: to know how I feel about <laughs> Forrest Gump? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So, Forrest Gump, it's copped it a bit. The Big Chill, pretty resoundingly, it's gotten some love. Mm-hmm. So, what, you know, we kind of feel like we know where we're sitting here. Um... I feel like I I need to express, I really feel like I'm sitting in the middle with Forrest Gump here in a way that is quite, like I'm glad I had a good time with it. And I think I feel the way about Forrest Gump I would feel about, I feel about like a Marvel movie. Like Mm. I had a, it's a perfectly fun time. I don't find it inoffensive. Like that was my thing this time as I was like, yes, there are moments here where your little idea of having this character pop up throughout history is, like, insincere, unhelpful, and offensive to what some of those causes actually were. The Black Panther scene, you're like, what oh, for sure. are oh, for you sure, doing? Especially, not even just in having him pop up in a Black Panther party, but having a Black Panther just, like...
0: Just recite, rattling off like, their values. Here's what the
2: Black Panthers are. Literally, as like funny blah, blah, blah.
0: background noise. Like,
2: imagine if you went into Bartram Lawyers' mum and mum was like, We are lawyers. What we do is we you come to us with your problems and then we help we you with your divisions. We sponsor a little podcast. Like that is so <laughs> offensive that you would be like, Oh yeah, no, that's a valid choice we can make. Just have these two white people stroll through the Black Panther Party and then leave, and they're all like well,
1: after that she's moment's been over.
2: Ridiculous. Um, and it's meant to be yeah. given sort of like equal weighting as like John yeah, Lennon writing as like a song as she, <laughs> as a shit ha- and that song. And as like popular. a shit happens bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> but other than that. <laughs> as <it's>,
0: cultural touchstones. <laughs> other than
2: that, I smiled a lot. I laughed a lot. I found it very endearing. And some of the direction is terrific cared.
0: as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think Mac is a really some exciting filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
2: think Tom Hanks really sells the emotional beats in the last third. Um, yeah, but... Again, I return to how much The Big Chill has continued to make me reflect. I'm already thinking of all these people that I'm like, you should watch it, you should watch it. Like I want everyone in my yeah. friendship group to watch it so well, I can be like. So
0: you guys can cosplay as the- <laughs>
2: like,
0: Who do you want to be exactly. in 15 years? But it's just so
2: interesting because it makes you like, yeah, God, we're all going to have to make some fucking choices, hey? Yeah. so weird.
0: Is it a battle today between two movies about like the boomer era and one is highly specific and we keep saying, oh, that's just like my friends and one is. So broad. And we yeah. keep saying, wow, it's amazing. It covers everything. Mm.
2: Absolutely. Mm. I think it is. Mum, how how are you feeling? As you said, you know, <laughs> Beachel's one of your faves, but uh,
1: but I just don't want to be seen to be bagging Forrest Gump because I really enjoyed it when I first watched uh, it. It was away. an amazing life love. experience um, when I first watched it, way back with dad, and all our friends I'm talked honest. about it. And I'm more concerned that scene? on a rewatch. I think that's sad that America's worse than it was then. Mm. That's what I think. Do have a and do you think scene the movie, in that movie? reads? I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know why, mm-hmm. but whenever I think of Forrest Gump, I always think of Robin Robin Reich up on the, yeah, the, the wing. Number one, amazing shoes. But, <laughs> and a really amazing gloamish top. Um, but the way she gets up on it, it just yeah, makes me really traffic. sad. Yeah. And to think that a beautiful young woman like that would feel so. You know, it's so lost in her life. Mm. That's there's a lot about the movie and that makes me think. That's of... Also,
2: in you know, like, oh, oh, I, I am sympathetic to everybody in the world's problems, and but I, <laughs> I, I'm also just mean like, in this day and age, for a lot of people, I'm like, you could be addressing these problems for yourself, like as mm. so as you could work on them in some degree. Her in that movie, I'm like, no, this is an era where like, you have been abused or like sexually assaulted, and like traumatised in some way and there was no means of you understanding how to process that in any other way other than escaping and now this is what your life is. And you're like, you never really had a chance. There and was no really support sad. or like societal level no. of recognition yeah. Yeah. for like exactly. that experience also, and like how horrific it was. No, exactly. That Like her life kind of like it, it, what chance did she have and that's sad. But it yeah. also
1: does reflect, you know, whenever you read historically about the whole hippie scene, you know, all that anti-Vietnam and everything, oh, women were really abused. The like, number even though of it was sexual assaults and woodstock and everything, and mm.
2: Woodstock, like rape and sexual assault yep. is so but, depressing. But
1: also malnutrition. Oh, and, yeah. Like woodstock it was bad. Was it was really bad, all <laughs> yeah. that whole era. So yeah. in, even though it's held up as sort of, you know, like very progressive, no, actually women were treated sides. particularly badly in all of that. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. Well, we have a huge thing to consider with both movies that we've brought up already is the soundtrack. (gasps) They both are very crowd-pleasing and will throw in those songs that everyone knows.
1: Just amazing.
0: We have both CDs. Think. There? Is there a winner for soundtrack? For you? Well, Forrest Gump, oh.
2: Gump has the bops, but it feels like it drops them like it's a jukebox. <sighs> the box. Forrest Gump
0: soundtrack drives me nuts, honestly. Forrest
2: Gump, literally, I was like, am I watching Guardians of the Galaxy? Like <laughs> every twenty seconds, there's some just like how this, song, and then this song and, literal and this song and this song. It's that like every when they're in Vietnam, one. the
0: song will be like, "We're in Vietnam," and then like when he's running, <gasps> they do three different songs that have running me, in the title. Me, me.
2: I love it It's like every 20 seconds
1: is a new one Especially
0: compared to The Big Chill Where you see the characters choosing a record And putting it on, diegetically listening to music Mm. The song being played at the funeral There Mm. are no song choices in Forrest Gump That feel that organic to the world And that like all the song choices are non diegetic in Forrest Gump, with a few exceptions. It feels like Robert vibes. Zemeckis mm-hmm. thinking, like, this will set the boomers mm-hmm. off if I throw this one True. in there.
1: When you, someone says the big chill, you're almost in your brain straight away. Well, start going.
0: I'll oh, see, I think. But,
1: uh, I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. Damn, it's so easy to recognize. <laughs> well, we always
2: think sing singer. I'm looking for you guys
1: join in, but not <laughs> <laughs> but don't you just think as soon as you hear yeah, it, totally. you think of the music? Absolutely, such amazing music. Yeah. Loved it. Gorgeous. Or mm. either of
3: these films that you have the soundtrack on vinyl in your your apartment? You not? I think, you don't? Okay, you I be a be should. To yeah, so be chill, you'll be like that. That. chill.
1: It's so good. That would be a good one. Yeah. yeah, look. But I don't agree with you with Forrest Gump. I listened to that in my car, slid it in for years. <laughs>
2: i am voting the big chill i really loved watching forrest gump i genuinely did i was like oh this is fun. i'm glad i can quell the curmudgeonly old man in me and be like no it's just like a marvel movie it's like a popular fun film and yeah. it's fun and it's funny and it is what it is and that's perfectly fine and i'm glad that people love it as much as mm-hmm. they do i do not think it is very challenging or necessarily compelling, yeah. but I think it's fun and I think The Big Chill is way more confronting than I think they thought it would be. <laughs> I am confronted by that film and I adore it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Mum, how about
1: you? Your verdict? Well, look, since you guys were little and you would ask me what is your favourite movie, Mum, I would always say The my Big Chill. My name is so, <laughs> Oh, my name is Ashley Oh, my name is <laughs> um, Oh, that's true, actually. No, <laughs> but no you like I The Big Chill, the big chill. Yeah. However, I do not want to be seen to be bagging Forest Gump because yeah. I still think it's a great movie and I actually think it does have some messages, whereas I think you're all saying it doesn't, whereas I think it does. Yeah. But have to say... The Big Chill. Love that movie. Yay. Why do you think it's called The Big Chill? Because isn't it meant to be the chill of your life, though? Isn't it meant to be like the big chill of your life, but when you're all together, that it sort of warms you? I don't know. I mean, the poster
0: said your friends will keep you warm. The Big Chill.
1: Oh, oh, that's
2: chill
0: so cool. yeah. uh, the chill the out of, chill, your like like chill the big, of your life. I think, like, chill of your life, life is settling big, and hardening, yeah. and then being like, "Oh, I wasn't always like this. Yeah. It's I used to have like a, like a, a
3: geological sort of thing."
0: Yeah, yeah. the big yeah. chill of
2: the Ice Age of your life. the crazy. Damn. Well, Liz, call it.
0: I I know. I know you're talking about film bros and like how annoying it is that they rag on a movie because it's sentimental and stuff. But like, I can't get over my cynicism for Forrest Gump. Like. And it is a cynical movie. It's so, I just find it so patronising and like hand-holding and what mum was saying about watching it and feeling like, wow, I'm so glad that's all in the past and now we're in the modern times. Like I just think that cannot be much more of a corrupt, liberal point of view that I think the big chill directly and intelligently addressed like ten years earlier. Hmm. Yeah, the big chill.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> and also
0: so many yeah. like eighties hotties like Jeff Goldblum and Kevin Klein. Just
2: Yeah. Kevin Klein is a yeah. treasure.
0: And when he's wearing the insanely short jogging shorts, like, wow, good job. And
2: he just walks out in his undies <laughs> for the final <laughs> breakfast, final wow. morning. Gotta love him. Yeah. There so, it is. All right. Unanimous
0: chill down. It's a classic.
2: There it <laughs> is. Chill down time. We mm. are gonna check. On our triplet in the attic, I hear him up there making some noise. So let's Listen go. Listen to some Credits
0: Clearwater Revival <laughs> up there.
2: So now it's time for. Triple in the Attic, the part of the podcast where we each have to pick a rejected, weird little third piece of media that would accompany today's twin picks. Mum, do you want to kick it off or do you need some some time? No,
1: you no, ready? I'm happy. Look at You want to go? All right. I really tried to do some research. Oh, I found Mom's
2: got a little notebook. It's very when
1: sweet. I, <laughs> when I think of um Forrest Gump, I think of the whole shrimp. Is that say NCIS? River thing? <laughs> Well, these are two things to do with shrimping boats.
0: God, what's going to happen? You want to do something shrimp-centric? <laughs> and you I mean, found a movie one from
1: 1934 called Lazy River, but I haven't what? been able to actually get it to watch
0: it. Wait, you're, reviewing, you you're recommending something you haven't even seen? No, but but I've
1: read a lot about it. <laughs> Except oh, what I was gonna so say sweet. to you. <laughs> Wait, is it, even though I found it It's from nineteen thirty-four. Oh I've read God. three different reviews about it. it. <laughs> it's about um three ex cons that helped to save a mother and daughter shrimp business. So just <laughs> oh. like Forrest Gump had a shrimp business. Okay. Yeah. However, it's a great one. Really, and this the the poor thing about this though is that it isn't actually in both movies. But I have Fine. to say that whenever I think of all that that music from I guess the Boomers, it has to be Tapestry, Carole King, has Whoa. to be. And even though it is doesn't appear album or in but Tapestry yeah, is know, the album. Yeah. And you guys just think we all knew that music but really it was around that era, sort of the early 80s when I was first at uni, that that was really introduced more to me. I'd heard it because my sisters had it but that was when we all really got into it and... Even though it when doesn't it actually like a classic appear that everyone knew, yeah, um. and that we would just, you know, often hum the music and we'd have it at parties mm-hmm. and things. Um, but sadly, it doesn't appear in both movies, which isn't. No, right that's to okay. Me. We
0: always do one that's just related to one movie. Anyway, oh, yeah. I'm going Mine's to make that my triplet
1: in the attic, mom. You've if you it. haven't heard it before, you need to listen to it. Tapestry. Every human being should listen to that. Is album. there a particular Mate, you're song on that
0: you like? Or well,
2: what's
0: with? your favorite on the album? It's too late. Oh. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I love them all. I love,
1: you know, um, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, which is the only one yeah. that's in it. That's a great
0: track. Sure. Beautiful. But also Lazy
1: Boat. Lazy Riverboat from 1934. <laughs> I'll give you the link to put in. I've got it all. Oh, but she's great job! You've really done your research. A movie. It goes for seventy eight minutes. I know. <laughs> that. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. You really know
0: everything <laughs> about it. Everything about it. Is there anyone famous
1: everything? in it? Yeah, uh, it stars Gene Parker and Robert Young. I looked them oh, up. I don't know them. at they all. They weren't. They
0: were not big. <laughs> but they gave those shrimp. But back it's all to the about people. that. It,
1: it's the this trying to save the shrimp business from some oh. wicked
0: people.
2: We could, we people. No, code. I tried. <laughs> and one. you succeeded. You, did, you really succeeded, <laughs> Eliza. But yeah,
0: my one is um, a character in a film that we've discussed on this podcast earlier. Character, a character. I guess I just I'll, I'll see if I can find like a YouTube compilation like best moments of I guess. But if you have not yet seen Sky High, you should rewatch. Appreciate Bruce Campbell's performance as Coach Boomer because we're talking about Boomer movies. Oh,
2: jeez, you've scratched that so one. Good.
0: Yeah, it was oh, a big reach. Like... My arms are so tired. It's a tight. Kind of character. <laughs> Sorry if you just heard the cat's tail bash into the mic. Pearl attacks <laughs> um, you for your Boomer. The animals yeah. have been very.
2: The animals, yeah. it's because they're obsessed with mom, and it's
0: because your you t- attention is diverted away from them onto the yeah. fucking so No, don't and- be sorry. It's already their problem. You
2: create cute, community just like Uncle close and Kevin <laughs> <and laughs> Klein did in the movie. That's <laughs> great. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: so but you're but recommending the boomer. character of. He's just great. He booms, he yells. Can you give us a lie? Can you give us a line When ring. he says <laughs> side kick, and he kicks, and he kicks that the kid that's a ball or girl that's a ball. He's just great. How about when
2: he, like, sexually assaults one of the students? Like, yeah, they, when he turns into a
0: clone himself of him and, and he, like, smacks pinches them on the bum. Butt. yeah, don't feel good about uh, yeah, that. Yeah,
2: that's so weird.
3: It's horrible. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder true. why. <laughs> but
0: listen, Re-listen to our episode of Sky High versus the standard, standard Prison With Experience. Ivana. Yeah. yeah, with Ivana. Oh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Did we
2: point out I the sexual assault? No, no, I'm just talking about it. We, we did, did. We did. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Okay, it's been flagged. Okay, Okay. But I
0: still like Coach Boomer and... Yeah, Yeah,
2: Coach Boomer's a good character. He's okay,
0: Boomer. He's (laughs) (laughs) good. Good shit. All right. Um, I am
2: recommending a like a web series on YouTube, like a comedy series. They had a Forrest Gump episode. It's called Rejected Pictures, and it's the very. I think it might be the last episode of the show on Mm. Forrest Gump. Um, And A.D. Bryant's in it. It's essentially Mm. this really funny web series where it's like three studio executives and it's just the joke is, like, them receiving pitches for, like, the biggest movies in history and being, like...
0: Super producery super about super it. Super
2: producery <laughs> about it. Like, just, <laughs> like... So, like, for this one with Forrest Gump, you know, it's them being, like, so, like... Okay, so it opens with, like, a feather landing on a shoe. And I just thought that was bullshit and boring and stupid (laughs) and I hated it. And it's just, like, the idea, like, they do not ever get what (laughs) the artists are trying to go for. And it's very, very funny. Um, And the forest Gump one is really good. Uh, Yeah. I actually am, like, preparing. I'm going to watch them all while I cook dinner, I'm realising now. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Wonderful. Mom. (gasps) The big 5-0, and you've killed it. Yeah. Thank
1: you so much. You what did really well. Honor. And I felt so, you know, underqualified. No. But the
0: only you were more thing I have we yeah,
2: seen
1: to myself is somehow I produced three children who are obsessed by film. So somewhere there I must have done well. Wow. You know I'm what we have to cool. have a
2: chat about as well, which is quite funny. Eliza and I especially love horror. Mm. And you've always been like, what did I do wrong? How did I make that? What did I do to them? Um, I kind of distinctly remember our childhood just being us watching
0: <laughs> Cold, <laughs> cold Case. Cold Case and,
3: and SVU? SVU. What? Watching it. great oh, that, art, that stuff's art, readily accessible on TV. Yeah, so I remember like seeing so time. much like Law and Order we would just stay when I was like really young randomly. Case. They
1: were pretty little though. But I made it sort of good because we had little sort of things we yeah, did. Yeah, do, do the Cold
2: Case one.
0: Whenever, every time a cold case episode starts, she'll make And you sure man, throw your hand
2: it. into the app. It was fun.
1: What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so but i used to feel like i tried to shield your eyes a little if there was like real gore i feel you
3: failed <laughs> 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 maybe that's why they
2: like it so much
3: no i need to see this obviously
1: raised
2: on it yeah
1: having said that i remember my parents did something similar with the show called number 96 anyone old like me, will know what that was. So oh. it was a it was very spooky. risque show. Very close to the and sex number. And they would number. put us yeah. into bed and then we <laughs> could Annoying hear the music in the, the background them. and we would creep out. <gasps> Sometimes you could just stand there at the lounge room door looking at it and
0: they just wouldn't notice. Mom, why. I have a confession to make. Minutes. Oh, when out Before our house was renovated, um, there used to be The Simpsons and then after the news there would be Simpsons After Dark and you guys were like, you should go to bed. And I would peep out and watch <gasps> Simpsons After Dark and it was not worth it. <gasps> It was just a normal Simpsons episode. <laughs> but no, that's why 20 to 1. You know, so he's one. Like you know how sometimes to be... 20
2: to 1 would do 20 to 1 adults Ooh. only? that was when it got saucy yeah. and sometimes it was like oh my god are you gonna watch
3: Adult oh, did Tony your Tony parents and do that
1: too anthony let you get away with it and they didn't realize
2: i guess yeah
3: like they they sort of stopped me in a really like disingenuous way they were like oh don't
1: look at don't that look at <laughs> and
3: they'd this. Be like, i'm clearly gonna look at <laughs> <Yeah>. that you're <laughs> yeah, making I'm a big deal it. of it i'm here you're not uh, moving removing me from the room do you think but. you'll
1: do that differently when you have your foster and adopted children <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, no. doesn't every young person now say I'm not having children? But I might foster a dog. But what's yeah, the absolutely. risk that the kids won't understand it? Because then can't you just talk it through with them and be like, My kid no, is watching Halloween
2: when they're four.
1: <gasps> no, Noah, no I yeah. no. I'll be babysitting. I won't allow that.
2: I distinctly remember watching psycho and being terrified and loving it but you
0: were scared of a weird bit in it
2: i was always scared of the weird bits in horror movies the bits that weren't scary i was scared of (laughs) of marion crane's reaction to being murdered not the actual actual villain the
1: victim screaming her face screaming terrified because i think Mm. some of our relatives might listen
0: who cares who cares Hello, Sorry, dear. welcome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were petrified from a young age. Stop it. It's right. all because
1: I was a working mother. So you
2: were indeed Building an empire.
1: <laughs> That's Girl it. Mother. Well,
2: what are we going to watch next time you come on?
0: Oh, no,
1: there's. A lot of other interesting What could we do?
2: I think we should do law actually.
0: movies, To Kill a Mockingbird and something I can't else. about can Miscarriage telling. of Justice. Like,
2: I've just talked about it too recently. It's not very interesting too recently? to talk about. Oh. There's an interesting white saviour conversation to have with To Kill a Mockingbird just as like yeah. the yeah. white saviour film, but yeah, You yes. were
1: talking about some movies that I was like, I love that movie. What were they? Cold Case. If you watch a bunch of them in
2: order, <laughs> it kind of be like piling, a movie. Cold Case, <laughs> second
0: episode. Cold Case, third
1: episode. <laughs> I
2: we'll think it's something. Close. If you squinted really it's hard, SVU. Can come, oh my gosh, Mum. Oh, this is going to be so fun. I'm going to tell Mum a piece of information about SVU live on the podcast that's going to make her flip out. What? Okay. So, you know how they're doing a spin off Law and Order SVU show <laughs> just organized about stable organised crime. Yep. Yeah. Organized crime. Okay. Spoilers everyone. Okay, oh my spoilers. I think going are in him. Uh, do you wanna tell you what? Uh, look, oh, you, you can not. see
1: it from the very first <laughs> episode. Do you want me to tell <laughs> you? They do you want to tell you his wife off?
2: Do you wanna tell you what happens tell at the end I of know. the, I the first of episode? The, the
1: of I just back. said spoilers, spoilers. spoiler. No, but I knew it because they killed his wife off. Do you know what they say? Do you know what he says to
2: her? She's like, What's wrong? What's the problem? And he's like, I love you. <gasps>
1: Already? When <laughs> yeah. is it? When is Who's it? Who's done it? I don't know. Uh, I don't. They shouldn't have done that. It was so obvious. I love Olivia. You I you only to called you Olivia instead of Eliza. But Dad said I couldn't. Wow.
0: Dad
2: also wouldn't let
1: me. After Mariska Hargitay or something?
2: Ned Flanders?
0: Not Ned, Ned,
1: Flanders. No, Ned. Ned Flanders. Ned Not Flanders, Ned Flanders. Just Ned. Ned. You said but. Ned, Ned Flanders. I, uh,
2: I wouldn't be. Involved. You want to hear
0: Ned. a horror-y Did thing about Mariska Mar- Hargitay? <gasps> you know, when her mum, Jane Mansfield, knew died, she was in the backseat of the car. I knew watched that. Watched it happen. What? and, and mm. Wasn't it the scarf? The- no, that's Isadora awesome. Duncan, Oh, but she also died in a car crash. Chilling. How crazy.
2: Wow. How yeah. traumatic. So much death. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Okay, bye, everyone. Um, thank you so much Ooh. for listening to this wonderful episode. I've actually had such a nice time. It's been very calming yeah. and very chill
0: well, chill A big chill Aww. A big chill
2: um, If you have any thoughts on today's episode Or you'd like to recommend some more Get in contact with us at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com Also check out the socials where I reckon... I'm going to place my bets right now on the Forrest Instagram poll, this win, Forrest Gump will win.
0: It's more seen. <gasps> I
2: think it will. No, but if people see the
1: big chill, they'll go. But people
2: always just chill. vote for the one they've seen, no, they which don't. means if, they if, you, haven't for, seen if you haven't seen the big yeah. chill. So I implore you to, if you are chill a big heads, chill defender,
0: please vote. <laughs> we
2: need you to vote. We need you, okay? Also, um, we should outlaw people voting if you
3: haven't seen both.
0: How are we going to... We'll I
3: know go. that I like it's a, a bit hypocritical
2: Cause cause for weeks, me to say that. some weeks, we're like, we're watching It and Ambien. And like, yeah, too you
0: random know, movies.
3: the Poseidon Adventure. And everyone's like, what? what <laughs> but that's why point? you say it please at please the end please. of every episode so
2: that people can watch it for next time. Exactly. Yeah. We do do that. Don't better we? You better watch
1: do
2: do? You <laughs> Do do. I remember once saying, making that joke about a Hannah chan episode, the whole family cracking up and being like, it's good to be the king. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I loved it. I can't even say Do do I was like, if you said doo-doo,
2: and you he all fucking doo-doo. loved it. Yeah, we it. loved <laughs> it.
1: But I haven't sometimes. Sometimes clients do it and I sort of.
2: God, my ego clearly <laughs> holding on to that memory. So I've funny. Seen. He
0: said doo-doo.
2: Um, speaking of next week's episodes, Eliza and I have a fun little horror
0: yeah. Double feature
2: ready for you that I'm actually really keen for. Ooh. It's a monkey attack double
0: feature.
2: Monkey of double feature evil monkey
0: movies. Oh, of monkeys are scary yeah, scared anyway. of them? They are out. scary. Oh, they are a bit scary. I think Dad gets creeped out by them as well. Do you they're creepy. like monkeys, Anthony?
3: Mm. George. Like I mean, I've never, like, interacted with a monkey, oh, I so I can't say. Mon- from, like, Why are monkeys so prevalent? But from them, a distance, you're... I love them. It's that they can uh, be lovable
2: and
0: It's because they're so human. They're in the uncanny valley. We'll talk about it yeah. next That's week. when we've travelled, you know, they
1: stop you on Monkey Island or whatever, and the monkeys come up and, oh. Yeah,
2: it's I like piss off, like honestly. They're
3: opportunistic, like people. Mm.
2: Indeed. Yeah, humans are the real monsters. Wow. So those movies are Monkey Shines and
0: <laughs> Link.
2: Link. Those <laughs> are the two So they're not horrors. very well known.
0: People won't know what the hell to say about those.
2: The, that is going to be us rambling about
0: oh, well. stupid monkeys. Just monkeying around.
2: Monkeying around as we love to do.
0: They're horror though.
2: They are. They're scary. Mum secretly loves horror movies and she claims she doesn't.
1: You've
0: it's so funny having you on
2: this podcast. It's so much fun to talk Chucky is about. your
0: um, kryptonite. You don't like Chucky. Chucky. Oh. Okay,
2: so once Eliza <laughs> and I were doing a giant um, jigsaw puzzle,
0: yeah. and we were like,
2: what's something dumb we put on the background that like you know it's just kind of like background noise?" And being us, we were like, "Oh, Rob Zombie's 2007 yeah. remake Halloween of Halloween, remake. which is really bad, but that's why we're like put it in the background." Mom,
0: you were emotionally Stands invested.
2: behind the couch for the entire movie, being She's like, like oh, "Oh, this is i oh, got to oh, go to bed. I can't oh, be, oh, this is." Horrible. Oh, I've got to go to bed. Watches the entire. <laughs> the next hour. That's like the longest Halloween film. It goes like two hours. Watches the whole film.
0: And you're I like, this I'm poor little boy to leave you. <laughs> We Hi. were
2: like 18. Killer. Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: Thank you for having me. That was
0: no
2: so good. We loved having you, Mum. Oh, you did great.
1: Beautiful. Happy 50th.
0: Yes! 50 Happy 15th You know, we should <laughs> thank Bravo. Anthony. Oh my god. Yes. We what, a, what a
2: do, truly. We How don't thank hours you
0: hours. Of audio. He's so tolerant
1: and patient. He to-
2: is. Also, yeah. I bully him a fair bit. <laughs> really? I'm quite mean to him sometimes. <laughs> I don't I was- think you do. Oh, that's and you're nice. often not Aww. here when and the Sometimes I'm really nice to you actually. Sometimes I talk about what a genius you are. Yeah, yeah. That's, but yeah, then that's, sometimes I'm mean to you as well. It's an
3: emotional roller coaster.
2: You know what it is? When you're saying clever things, I'm like, "You're so clever." And then <laughs> when you're saying opinions that challenge mine, I'm like, well, "You're shut so up, dumb,
3: sound and boy." You're <laughs> the sound.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's your place. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Wow. Yeah. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.